what better way to start out pop culture, my quarks bar, my ruminations on pop culture and what's going on and just general shenanigans. I hope to use this as a means to not in- just introduce the Quarks Bar popular culture segment of the podcast, but also anytime I have any shorts. I find this music to be uplifting, and I hope you find it uplifting. Join me on my journey of words and self-discovery. And thank you for listening. spent the majority of my Sunday uh, doing what I like to do best, watching movies and just literally enjoying myself. What I consider relaxation is not fighting bugs and not sweating to death. So I'm sitting in my modestly air-conditioned back room I created my podcast, uh, the long podcast for the week, and this is the bonus episode that's going to replace the other episode, and I also need to find my plug because I realized that this has been off the charger uh, for a while, so I'm going to pause here and get the charger so this all won't be deleted. When the church gets into the trap of all things, you just know it's going to be a good time. That is Harriet D. Foy, uh, P. Valley, Season 2, Episode 2, Where the Blessings Reside. Um, I That episode literally just dropped um, about 18, 14 hours ago, and I've already watched it four times. I am completely obsessed by the by Chuckalisa fictional town in Mississippi, all of the dancers and their creativity. And I'm going to probably, anytime I talk about anything about popular culture, especially with Quark's Bar, um, which is dedicated to everything pop culture, um, I'm going to probably bring up P-Valley. Even though... And I don't even think that's even a a valid statement that it features African-American strippers. Um, I I think Uncle Clifford is trans or he's just an ultra femme gay man, but whatever his real role, he's playing the hell out of being Uncle Clifford. And I'm going to continue to watch it until somebody starts lying and being the hypocrisy of it all. And I guess that what a great way to start out uh, talking about the hypocrisy um, and things going really left, because that is in this particular episode in the last couple of episodes of P Valley now season two, that is Reverend Woodbine. 
she basically scammed her own daughter out of her earnings uh, that kept Mercedes that came from stripping. And she basically purchased the storefront that Mercedes was going to use for her gym um, for the Chuckalisa Challenge, which is a dance crew. Um, and she turned it into a storefront church because the Jack Leg Church that she was um, uh, wanting to be a part of, she they wouldn't allow her to sing and to preach and to bring people to the Lord. So in order for you to get hand sanitizer and a box of food, you gotta listen, go and listen to the message. And that song, Where the Blessings Reside, we're going, and she's doing a little bankhead bounce. It is freaking hysterical. She's the biggest hypocrite of them all. Um, and Loretta, Loretta Devon said it perfectly. She can't stay in this hell. How the hell does she ever become a reverend? Which is which? Anything Loretta Devon does um, as uh, grand, uh, uh, Uncle Clifford's grandmother Ernestine is absolutely divine. So, and the hypocrisy of it all is why um, I was really shocked when I was reading today's uh, New York Times in the New York Magazine, where the book, Take My Hand, um, and there was a, an entire article looking at the long shadow of eugenics in America. And we revisit, um, what are these little girls' name? the Ralph sisters who were 12 and 14 when they were forced to be sterilized uh, and it was licensed by the federal government. And these sisters in the subsequent case uh, was based loosely upon what the book itself, um, Take My Hand, was based on. I really just realized that not only could these young girls be have been my grandmother, my mother, and my aunt, this fictional town where these Ralph children grew up is probably not so different than the fictional Chuckalisa or any other small town um, in Mississippi and how they were abused by the system that is supposed to protect them. And they're still fighting to be compensated from the federal government and just to get a single raggedy apology is something that really blows my mind. It was, it, it, the, the whole travesty of birth control between IUDs and Depo-Provera and prepubescent kids that weren't even menstruating, it just, it just makes me angry and makes me really sad. And how one of the girls who actually had an auto-amputation because um, the umbilical cord wrapped around her arm and she probably also suffered um, hypoxia because of deficient blood flow. And that's why she was deaf mute. And I just realized that too. 
not deaf, but she was just mute. She always had a mental uh, instability that she had to rely on her older sister who became her full-time caregiver. And because they did not have proper nutrition and they did not go to school for multiple years and nobody seemed to care, but they were all concerned that they couldn't, they were not fit to procreate. Her sister was, became her lifelong caretaker. It's just a role that she took up because she knew she had to do it. Both of her, their parents were illiterate um, and lived a horrible, horrible existence. And I go to say that the rea their reality, the Ralph sisters' reality was even worse than what was described in Take My Hand. And it, that was pretty bad. It was in Take My Hand, the family lived in a dirt floor shanty um, and the father who was a sharecropper was basically fired from his position. These girls, the mother and the father were alive. They had six children and they existed in a shanty made of cardboard. So just when you thought that the description in the book was bad, the actual sisters and their existence was even worse. They knew nothing about hygiene, deodorant, feminine products. How can you keep anything clean when you live in a cardboard box? Their existence in the early 70s was something so shameful in a country that was at the time one of the wealthiest in the first world. And we had people living, still have people living in cardboard boxes. And we think we can basically dictate who gets to have a kid and who doesn't have a kid. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't say you want to give people options about birth control and reproductive freedom, but then you take away everything that would allow them to take care of themselves in another generation because you are cheap Republicans. I find it foul, I find it offensive, and I find my my resolve and the why I've become so isolationist because I look around at these people that have so much and so many things were allowed to be status quo and there were so many quote unquote allies and people that want to do the right thing but they were doing some jackass stuff and they got these poor black women that remind me of my grandmother my aunt I'm looking at this picture and this one little girl looks like it could have been my mama, it could have been my aunts. And it just blows my mind, the reality of it all. And it's sickening, the medical establishment, government agencies, everybody failed these family and over 100,000 women that were similar to this. It is, and come to find out, Hitler and his, be, his people used the same tactics and the same law to sterilize the Jews back in the 30s. It's awful. Same thing we, I figure out about apartheid. How can we supposed to be one of the greatest democracies in the world, but some of the worst parts of us have been a, a mirror or a model for some of the worst regimes in the world? I, I, it's kind of hard for me to reconcile that. And 
Take My Hand is one of those books that you've got to read and or listen to and you're going to have probably have to listen to it twice or rewind because it is such a wealth of stuff that it is hard to fathom that it really is based on the truth so when I first started listening to it I realized that there were some numbers that really stood out Alabama North Carolina California and most of the states since 1907 or whatever had laws based on eugenics that forced poor black, brown, indigenous women to be sterilized or to be to use irreversible uh, sterilization and Depo-Provera and IUDs all for the guise of population and reproductive control and racial purity. So it seems like the federal government at the beginning of the 20th century was on some real uh, white supremacist bullshit. Um, and they put it under the guise of who they didn't want your tax dollars to have to pay for. And just because you had the equipment doesn't mean you had a right Number one, to exist, and number two, to reproduce. They didn't think that because you were simply inferior based on eugenics, because you were black, poor, or you had some mental defect. People were misled into thinking that this was okay. And in the recent years, this whole eugenics um, and population control has uh, reinitiated itself um, in several regimes, not only the Nazis, but in present day China in a complete mixed match of viable Chinese women to for uh, their Chinese men um, to marry. But that's neither here nor there. It's an indictment of the federal authorities, the indictment of systematic racism, also indictment of Christianity um, and just religion, religiosity in general, because they say you have to be fruitful and multiply, but that didn't mean anything to everybody. You know what I mean? So it just makes me ashamed because again, this could have been my grandmother, mother, aunts, cousins, my sister, even me. There's a disparity even between the research for reproductive health and things that affect black and brown women like I had. I had fibroids the size of golf ball, um, softballs and no, it seems like the only remedy for that was a hysterectomy. Granted, didn't want to ever have kids, still don't want to have kids, I hardly want this old mule mouth dog and let alone having and being responsible for kids. But when that's all that they think that what makes a woman, these kids were subjected to these medical procedures and nobody explained it to them. And they basically also use trickery. 
you basically went in. One lady, they called the a Mississippi appendectomy. You go in for appendicitis and appendectomy, but they take out your uterus. What the fuck is that? So I think this book, although it was well-written, there, there were several things that I had an issue with. Uh, for example, why was India deaf-mute? Now I know after reading the article from earlier, probably because it was hypoxia. Uh, the real Ralph sister was one of six children probably born in that cardboard box. Um, not only was the umbilical cord wrapped so tight that it caused auto amputation of one of her arms, it probably led to oxygen deprivation that led to her mental retardation and um, uh, lack of being able to speak. Also, having poor nutrition um, and being out of school for so many years in her formative years, the, the girl that the other Ralph sister and who portrayed Erica in the book, she also probably had mental deficiencies just because she was just so poor, they were so poor and didn't and had no food for many years. I think the environment and poverty, extreme poverty, was on its way to being possibly wiped out in this country. Lyndon B. Johnson had a great idea, but the Nixon administration and subsequent Republican administrations basically wiped that off the face of the earth. Nobody should live in poverty. I mean, especially with this much wealth in our country. But at the same time, you can't get out and stamp out extreme poverty without having other social mechanisms. You just can't sterilize yourself out of extreme poverty. And old Tricky Dick Nixon basically was allowed to do that. And he still ended up trying to cheat and got kicked out of office anyway. So I just think now that we're having these conversations about the repeal of Roe v. Wade, the people that are gonna be mostly uh, adversely affected against for that decision is going to be um, impoverished women, more so black, brown. Um, unfortunately, it seems like we get the most uh, abortions because we have the highest rates of uh, fatality with delivery, um, side effects, high blood pressure, preeclampsia, any badness that can happen to you while you're pregnant happens to black women, black and brown women for whatever reason. A lot of it's environment, a lot of it's obesity, and a lot of other genetic determinants. But does that mean that we don't have a right to basically control our own bodies? Basically, the Supreme Court is reverting back to the day where they're basically saying no, potential life, potential life, which is BS when they've overstepped their bounds because the constitution basically says if you're born here and you have a, and you're a citizen of this United States you have to have a brain and you have to be outside of the womb to have 
those types of guarantees. The law says nothing about potential life because that's BS. And then you can't take away other social programs to stamp out extreme poverty and things that will affect their ability to have a productive life. You can't have it both ways. One plus one really does equal two. And you can't say where you can't have control of your own body. You can't supposedly live in a free society, but we're going to take away all your rights to make the decision over your reproductive. And while you're jib jiving, if you black and you're poor, you basically we take that away, too. We're not going to give you any services and we're going to sterilize you so you won't reproduce anymore. You can't have again. The dichotomy of it, it is not safe to be black and female in this country. And it's more so why I'm really going to have to make the decision that I got to go elsewhere because there's so many people, because y'all don't give a fuck about people that look like me and act like me. That's why I'm in my own cocoon. Um, I'm reading and listening to what I like, and I'll continue to post these types of things, probably more... um, lighter fare because the last two books were really deep and uh, affected me and increased and were very triggering. I think by the book is going to be a little bit better about a black um, publishing assistant who basically goes after uh, a teen heartthrob to get him to uh, write his memoir uh, because he got a $2 million book deal. I mean, go figure. I've also done a refresh of uh, my Dale's Angels Inc. shop where I've created three new sayings stop being dumb COVID-19 business affair and hot mess on a good day and proud so go navigate to uh, Dale's Angels Inc. blog forward slash shop um, check out what I got offer also my now girl um t-shirts are also available for immediate purchase and just let me know what you think um and bye 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 um what this sunday has really taught me is my how i love to create i love to watch tv and i love to fuss and comment on things and i really wish i did have the uh support of the general public the people that actually listen to me that would land me a great sponsorship so I could actually do this full time because this is a lot of fun. When you get to create what you like and read what you like and make the comment, that is the thing that is positivity. And it's also going to allow me to be able to create and write pretty much from anywhere in the world and will make my transition to a, as an expat, ex, an expat that much easier. I wanted to end my broadcast or this recording with just some fresh beats and as a reminder for us to be kind to ourselves, be kind to our minds, and keep creating. I mean, there's just so much horrible things and mean things going on in the world. And this is not goodbye. 
this is just until we meet again or until I record and drop another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Check me out on social media. Tenfro is reading on Instagram, TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter, and Tenfro is reading the book club. I hope to get into a better state of mind as we recover as a nation from just the tragic happenstance of the last several weeks. And again, I admonish you to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Be the action that you want to be. If you want kindness, give kindness, exude kindness, and just love yourself and love others. And again, thank you for listening. Mike Beats.